make your driving consistent and repeatable and and just plan everything carefully you know don't bite off more than you can chew what that's what's awesome about drifting is that everyone's here to have a good time everyone's here to help each other and when it comes to the track you're competitive but when you're off the track and you're in the pits and someone needs some parts or anything everyone's willing to help each other out Welcome back, Frank here, Wrench Nation, covering uh, what is an eclectic array of bringing people together here, uh, ClassicCars.com. I've got two gentlemen here that are moving through the drift race scene, Austin Kriegel, Pro-Am Circuit. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for hanging. We'll uh, get on. Andrew Schulte, yes, you're sir. Pro 2. Yep. Formula right. Drift Pro 2. And for some of our listeners that are up and coming, what's the difference, uh, Austin, between Pro-Am and Pro 2. Give us the idea on the brackets there. So the Pro-Am series is basically someone who likes drifting, they do it for fun, and they want to try to progress their skills and do something in more of a competitive atmosphere. So the Pro-Am is kind of the next step from gotcha. someone who just kind of does grassroots and just has fun on the weekends. So Pro 2, Andrew, recently you moved up from Pro-Am. Correct, yeah. So Formula Drift Pro 2, the biggest difference there is you have to attain a license to enter Formula Drift Pro 2. And you get that license by placing third or better in the Pro-Am Championship um, in one of the various feeder series across the U.S., lots of different Pro-Am series. Um, so I obtained my license in 2017. It's good for two years, so I'm using it uh, here in the 2019 season for the first time. It can be competitive, guys, on the track. I know that. But in talking to Tyler and, and many of you guys out there uh, that have been on the show and in the garage, the competitive spirit, you guys are still, hey, you need a spindle? Let me help you out. Talk on that, uh, Austin, with this whole movement of still competitive, but you guys are in the pits helping each other out. Yeah, so what, that's what's awesome about drifting is that everyone's here to have a good time. Everyone's here to help each other. And... When it comes to the track, you're competitive, but when you're off the track and you're in the pits and someone needs some parts or anything, everyone's willing to help each other out. And that's yeah. what's awesome about, you know, if you don't have a spare part, someone else may have it and they'll help you out if they need to. That's really cool. Uh, Andrew, You were you both at, um, was it Desert Mayhem recently? Yeah, the Desert Mayhem event. So how uh, was that, man? Did you oh. did you have did you mess something up? With Desert <laughs> that, that, that event is, like, you know, going into it, it's. It's a thrashing event. Everyone leaves with broken parts and, and thrashed how broken? Cars. <laughs> how broken was your, your baby? It was going pretty good. Just some scuffing on the rear from some wall rides until the last. Of course, it's always the last run. Uh, a little bit too hot, and I was really tired and kind of slid into the into the tire barrier a little bit and uh, messed up the front end. It, it, luckily, it was all just cosmetic, fiberglass, a bent headlight, nothing, nothing big. Just some bruising on my ego. There are a lot of people that may be NHRA types or... Uh, maybe in the NASCAR circuit, and they look at drifting as sort of, ah, that's not going to last, that's not really anything. What do you say to that? Well, I the first thing I would say is you need to come to an event, get in the passenger seat, and go have some fun. And the the biggest the biggest issue that drifting has is that there's no, it's not a timed event. So you're not trying to cross the finish line first, you're not racing for a specific time. Um, so that's where the, the big disconnect is, and that's where a lot of people don't understand it and don't think it's you know, a legitimate form of racing. Right. And what's awesome about this is that um, 
from the, from a fan base, you know, it's a lot more exciting to watch than some other motorsports. And even with that, the fans can interact with the drivers. So similar to NHRA, very much like NHRA. Yes, yeah. you can you can interact with the drivers. Everyone gets a pit pass. You can talk to everybody. And what I think is really awesome is that with drifting, you can actually get a passenger. You can ride along with some of the drift cars, whereas some of the motorsports you can't even do that. So I, I rose my hand here. Yeah. Can I be? I want to be one of those uh, ride-alongs. You can definitely do that. It is the it is such a blast. And again, it, it changes your whole perspective. It's something different to watch it, but when you're in the car, it's a completely different experience, and it you get addicted from the yeah. first time. Andrew, who inspired you, man? Man, that's a question I always kind of struggle with, and I was asked it once before too. And my the answer I'm kind of settling with is, I, I mean, I, I never looked at a specific person. I can't say that inspired me to begin with. It was it was just kind of video games and just what I like doing with cars. I mean, what everyone what the what the, the most fun thing to do with a car is a burnout. Everyone loves doing burnouts, roasting some tires. Well, here's this sport now that I saw on the internet or through or just doing it in video games. You, why not just do a burnout around the entire track? What's well, you more can badass incorporate, than that? Yeah, no, that is uh, <laughs> badass, no doubt about it. Um, are, are you thinking the same, Austin? I mean, your inspiration. It wasn't like you had an uncle that said, "Hey, do like me." You wanted to do you. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to to kick it up notches? Um, so what? When I first like when I learned about drifting, I saw a couple of videos online, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Kind of like everyone like hey, burnout. So I saw some videos of people drifting in Japan. And I'm like, this is so cool. I want to try this. So I saved up money to buy a car and just to, you know do it myself and see what it's all about and just try this this sport that I saw on, on videos online. So the 95 240SX has that been with you since get go or? Is that right? Yeah, so I yeah. bought, again, when I saw the videos, I wanted to buy a car to drift, and the popular cars to drift were 240s. So I wanted to save up money to buy my own car to learn how to drift, and that's exactly what I did. I saved up and found the car that I have now, um, bought it when I was 17 years old, and slowly learned how to drift with that car and kind of make things better and better as I got more and more experience. Yeah. Behind the scenes, Andrew, what's happening in your garage at home? Paint the picture. Are you working solo? Do you have a whole tribe that comes hang out? What's that like? <laughs> it is literal blood, sweat, and tears, and, and nothing but thrashing at, at home. I mean, up, up until when you say thrashing, I, I got a few 50, 60 somethings oh, listening. Okay, yeah, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. thrashing, man? Like wrench thrashing, like like garage looks like a pigsty, tools everywhere, parts all over the place, complete mess. Um, the is that because of urgency? It's just, I mean, that's just the it's hand, part of the gig. Oh, it's right, the right. hand we're dealt uh, finance-wise. I'm not a big budget team. Um, so up until this point, my, my whole car has been just put together in my garage you know, I love on weekends. That. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't until this year, now getting ready to go to Pro 2, that um, I, I hit up some of my friends, uh, these Bad Apple Motorsports guys here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Tony Hall and his son Stacy Hall and all their friends. They have a shop on their property, um, and they just totally jumped on board. I, I needed a bigger space to totally rebuild this car from the ground up, and we're doing it, taking care of it at, at their shop now. That's Nice. Uh, it wouldn't be possible without them. Austin, you, you've uh, you've been doing this for a while. What's your future look like? What are you going to be two years from now? Other than just like straight up passionate about what you're doing, that'll never leave you. Where will you be two years from now? Well, two years from now, I'm planning on having my license kind of similar to what Andrew has now. Um, so this year, basically, my, my goal is to get my license similar to what Andrew did last year and uh, use that to kind of build my skills to progress to the Pro 2 level he's at now. So I want to Instead of, if I were to get my license this year, I would like to have another year following doing prom again, getting more experience, um, maybe do a different series or something to get more experience, different tracks to kind of 
have more confidence and more skills to where when I go to Pro 2, um, I'm more ready for it. I'm more yeah, prepared. Yeah. Pro 2, Andrew, speak on that. What's it What's it take? I mean, there's a skill set. you you got to be able to manage your ride and, and sort of make sure that's financed. But yeah. what does it take to Pro 2 it? What is it, an application? What's happening there? Well, this is my rookie year, so I'm, I might not have the best insight like some of the veterans do. But from what I can understand, consistency and methodical planning just reliability simplicity keep your car simple keep it reliable make your driving consistent and repeatable and and just plan everything carefully you know don't bite off more than you can chew some people want to build a whole new car just make keep stick with what works when you guys you mentioned consistency i think overall in motorsports that's that's a common mantra what in drift racing can be inconsistent give me a couple of pointers i know there's probably a whole slew of that we can safely say let's start with tires is that i mean are we talking inconsistencies there that's a big thing yeah that can create consistency or inconsistency especially when you're on the competitive circuit when you're uh when you're doing either pro and pro 2 or, or further up stick with what you know stick with a tire make it repeatable stick with the same brand um if you're putting on different tires every run and and, and it's you, you have to get to you get used to the way the car feels every time it's all different it's a I mean, different that's, that's it's a good. different handle yeah. yeah uh what say you brother austin uh when we're talking about consistency what are you challenged with in working on this has got to be consistent every time other than your skill that set is, that is a, <laughs> a very tough question go mechanically uh, what about mechanically from your from your car what, what do you expect to be consistent Man, that is a tough one. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's I I would like to, for consistency. I just want the car again to be reliable. So steering, want, suspension, talk about that. Yeah, it's it's man setup. Okay, I, that's all hard. right. I can't I can't really explain something like that to be consistent. But uh, it's it's again just kind of looking over the car to make sure everything is where it's at, making sure nothing's loose. Um, and again, I actually I would say probably tire pressure would be kind of a big thing that mm -hmm. I that yeah. I think is consistent because again. It's when you're drifting, tire pressures can fluctuate dramatically with the amount of heat you're putting into it. So right. making sure your tire pressure is consistent and you know where it's at gives you a good foundation of what you need to change later on if you're driving like, oh, you know, the car doesn't feel good. I know what the tire pressure is and I can make changes based on that. Right. Well, right on. Frank here, Wrench Nation, uh, Austin Kriegel Pro-Am, driving the 95 240SX. And Andrew Schulte, Pro 2. You guys rock. I want to have you guys on in the future. And actually what I'd like to do is do it in the garage, right? Bring, come on over, crack a couple of beers, and kind of dive in. I, I, I'm saying this is new to me, and I, I think there's a lot of listeners of Wrench Nation. They've seen it. I want to tear this open up a little bit, you know, yeah. and I appreciate you guys sharing this with us. I wish you guys well. Thank you very and much. And always keep that passion no matter what you're doing with it. And uh, so thanks for joining us, Wrench Nation, right here from ClassicCars.com.